tremendous looking trophy. Hello and welcome to Platinum Explosion, the number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. I'm Ashley Hobley. Joining me today is Kieran Marchants. Uh, it's it's me on Platinum Explosion. That's right. PlayStation's number one fan, Kieran Marchant. Oh, yeah, definitely. Number one. When was the last? Well, I guess you have been playing your I've PlayStation. I've been playing recently. Kingdom Hearts on and off, so I have I have had my PlayStation yeah, wait, on. For listeners of Arcade times. Couch, you heard your last update. Where are you up to now? I can't remember where I was up to. I can't remember <laughs> where I was up to. <laughs> my brain has just been filled with Overwatch League for the last, like, four days, so mm. it's cooked of other games at the minute. Mm, yeah, head over to twitch.com slash explosion network or youtube.com slash explosion network for early late nights and... Uh, Kieran's uh, Overwatch League recaps, yeah. I know, they're great. Uh, so I don't know if you saw all over social media last week. There were a bunch of people getting wedding invites. Yes, no, I did see uh, this and they looked really cool because they had like the the wax stamp on the back of it, like the wax steel. Yeah. Uh, and I was wedding like, whoa, invi- why are people getting letters to Hogwarts? No, not quite. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So everybody in the gaming industry except us got invites to this... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> uh, wedding into this faux wedding trailer event thing for days gone. The only current PlayStation exclusive that has a date. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yep. So we got the tra- new trailer for that. Uh, pretty much focusing on Deacon and his wife, Sarah, mm-hmm. their wedding day, sort of a flashback mm-hmm. sort of thing in the, mm-hmm. some church. Uh, I didn't like it very much. <laughs> really? Okay. You didn't really, I don't, maybe I'm cynical and stuff, but maybe. I've seen this kind of thing so many times, but I just felt like it, it just didn't work for me. Well, I did um, heavily roll my eyes when the music started. Like, I think the other thing was the music was not set at the right volume. No, like the music was- It was like too loud. It was too loud. And I kind of rolled my eyes because I'm like, guys, this game is kind of already- Trying to find a hard time getting itself away from uh, The Last of Us. I mean, I like the song. I like the song, but The Last of Us had a, a song we liked as well. The Last of yeah. Us Part Two. It had, and I, overall, I like. I kind of like the story trailer. I, I my my tinfoil hat moment is so. It, it, I think it tries to make out that the wife's dead. I don't think oh, she's dead. Definitely. I don't think she's dead. I think she's like really? the leader of a rival clan. Ooh, that Ooh, would be interesting. That'd be super cool. I think that'd be really interesting. And then, and then they've got the guy at the end clapping his hands. Yeah, well, I assume he's like associated with people hunting Deacon down. Well, this is Sony's problem, right? They sent out these invites to people and then didn't give them time to attend the ceremony. So there was like nobody. It was at- <laughs> totally empty. It was totally. No they were sending them out to everybody in the gaming industry except us. Yeah. We could have gone. Get some more people there. We could have gone. gone. I definitely yeah. would have been there. Didn't invite us. Actually, actually. Did probably you- not because they're probably set in the Midwest somewhere in America. Well, we could have got there. We Destination made- wedding. I mean, would have we would have difficult. If Sony called, you know, Dylan would have gone running. We would have sent somebody. Dylan would. Nick would have fit in. Dylan would have cancelled whatever he's doing. Harry Potter or some crap. Just yeah. get, o- get over there, boy. Get over there, kiddo. Um, did you? So all these scary dudes ran into the chapel. Um, yep. Like the in the present day, because the chapels are ruined and stuff, looking for Deacon, uh, yeah. and then it kind of like skips over that Deacon beat all those guys or escaped, and then he's just looking at a horde of freakers. Yeah, because you need to remember that it's a game with freakers, not zombies. You know freakers. I don't. This game always strikes me 
And looking, and I'm like, you know what? That would have been a fine trailer without Freakers. Like, if just something, it was just like, something happened to this world, fucked it up, this is where we're at. Yeah. Like, people are bad, okay? Like, does it have to have Freakers? <laughs> like, I don't, Yeah, I feel like that's a selling point at this point. They need to include, need to... I, I'm sure there's going to be people who watch this who haven't seen anything from Days Gone prior. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So they need to include the fact that it's a zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse is a thing. Biker gangs are just the norm. Like he's in a biker gang, yeah. and 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 the enemies are all riding bicycle bicycles, um, like like pedal yeah. bikes. Like they just pedal along. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not going along with that. Uh, the only other interesting thing about this is uh, he's wearing the hat all the time. So I've got to wonder if they just haven't done a model of his head. Maybe maybe it's like a, a deep inlaid character plot point. Very badly balding. Like Hulk Hogan <laughs> levels of balding. Like from just like the, the side of his head upwards, just sheen as a golf ball. You maybe, know? yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just like an unfortunate super glowing accident. Maybe he's like he shaped. Maybe like he covers this bit, and he can act like a freaker because freakers don't seem to have hair. Maybe it's a disguise mechanism. Maybe that's how he lived for so long. <laughs> but he went to his own wedding wearing a hat before the freakers. Yeah, but he shoot. was also wearing his bikey gang thing, and he didn't. He didn't really dress up for the wedding. Like she full dress. Like like. This lovely lady put in some effort for this wedding. Yeah. Put in some effort. He's just rocked up, probably on his bike. He was like, oh, what up? Got my home dog clapping me on the on the pews. Totally going to be a bad guy, though. Like, he's going to be, like, a bad guy, right? Surely. Like, he... No no friend sinisterly, sinisterly claps like that. Like, just, nah. nah. Yeah, like a weird slow clap at a wedding. Yeah, at a where, wedding. Where you're the only person there. Yeah. With your feet up on the pew disrespectful I god damn it it was a weird one so you're more excited or less excited um, days gone? I've, i'm even i'm even on yeah. excitement levels i guess what's the release date we're getting for days gone is it it's may it or april 26th april 26th so neither of the months i said good um <laughs> it should be a good point because i think would have got over anthem would have got over division two uh yeah pretty good idea Pretty pretty good spot. Yeah, I'm still not. It still doesn't look like a game for me. But well, Ash, now with your Apex Legends prowess, yeah, but it's probably given you the gifted skills to survive the freakers now. I don't think so. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I don't know. Uh, moving on, massive change ups up in uh, the Sony Interactive Entertainment. So Jim Ryan, who is pretty much head of PlayStation Europe, is now going to be the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, effective from the 1st of April. Uh, current CEO John Codera, in response to the relentlessly fast-moving video game market, has decided to step down from his current role to representative director and deputy president. Uh, which is weird, because it's sort of like a self-demotion. It's a self-demotion, and then... He's given himself two roles, though? No, I think it's like one of those things where people have multiple titles. Maybe this is a cover-up conspiracy theory number, like, four for the show. Maybe he's about to get a big bonus and is like, if I'm in a lower position, 
I can I can, I don't have to reject it to be a good guy compared to Blizzard, you know. <laughs> Dylan Dylan Blight's out there somewhere judging me if I stay as CEO and take this. If uh, I take my bit bonus, if anybody takes a bonus from now until the end of Dylan's on it. Dylan's, Dylan's life like, is oh, on it. There yeah. better not be any layoffs for the next financial year. Come yeah, on. it's an interesting move. Um, but it seems to be mostly because he's going to be moving into focusing solely on working on the PlayStation Network. Uh, which obviously makes a <laughs> big, <laughs> it's a big job. Um, it's been it's been a oh, while. The other interesting thing w- is he's only been in he's, he was only CEO for like 14, 15 months after Andrew House left. Yes, yeah. So it's very short time period. I guess maybe he just didn't find it rewarding you, or enjoyable. I mean, do you think this is like? Do you think this means that bigger changes are coming to the PlayStation Network because of this? Or well, obviously. They, they keep touting there's like 90 million active users using the PlayStation Network and Those it is poor still pretty people. much running from when it was on PS3 yeah like it's still being run by like a hamster back at Sony somewhere there's still a hamster <laughs> on a ball running no that. it's John Kadira now so well John Kadira is getting in that ball um <laughs> and <laughs> I don't envy anybody who look it's one of those tasks, and looking at it from a technical perspective, it's one of those tasks where you literally, if you want to do something with it, you're going to end up having to gut the entire thing and start again. And I don't I don't envy whoever has to do that, but somebody has to do it. Like, they can't just keep ignoring the problems that are natively entrenched in that network's coding. They just can't do it anymore. No. But it definitely implies that there's going to be more focus on the PlayStation Network, which makes sense because obviously they're going to be pushing PlayStation now. We've talked about them expanding it into different regions. Uh, Obviously, they're looking to expand it even more. Uh, And then I believe uh, the CEO of Sony proper came out earlier in the year and said they need to focus more on the network, specifically for movies and music. That's sort of an area that they're not uh, using it to its fullest extent. What what what's happening in Australia with it? Not not much. Not much. Not much. Is it just me, or is it very difficult to access it for movies? It's gross here. Like I, yeah. It's not something that I would take freely to go and do. Is to go like when you've got so many other outlets that provide easy services to obtain so many movies. Like, why would you use the PlayStation Network to do it? They don't give you a reason. Pricing to do it. is the only reason. Well, it's occasionally cheaper than else place, other places. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, if if they're focusing on that and sort of improving those sort of things, that'd be great. Uh, but let's be honest, it's probably more directed towards PlayStation 5. Maybe the network needs Definitely. to be improved, updated, Maybe to just carry make the a load new system. of whatever they're doing next. Make a new system. And then somehow we're going to have to import everything from this system into it. But yeah. Is that the best option? What to I make mean, a new? Well, yeah. the thing is, right? They're at a do you play gamers? Gamers in general don't want to lose the data from one system to another. They just don't want. Like you want to, Dylan is going to want to take his treasure hoard of trophies with him to the PlayStation yes. Five system. Absolutely. Like he's definitely going to, and you're not going to be able to do that without some kind of profile transfer system. If they're going to put in a new network, if they're just slapping this network, but slightly 
MacGyvered into PlayStation 5, I would be incredibly disappointed in the system. Because that shows that they're they're taking an easier method. It probably gets the console here sooner if they do that, but I don't think that that is good enough for Sony and PlayStation fans to have that. It, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously the online side is now a massive part of any mm-hmm. ecosystem. Because yeah, definitely. That, Obviously, with digital sales and that kind of thing, it needs to be working. Uh, there hasn't honestly been that many difficulties with the PlayStation Network in recently, recent memory. Like massive recently. down. Obviously, I haven't received an email recently saying, that says, your password, yeah. "Yeah, saying that your account <laughs> details may have been acti- accessed." Please change passwords. Yeah, um, and the biggest one for me is just the fact that. This the whole just the whole username thing being your your account identifier and the potential of losing games like it's just not on like you're yeah. you're wanting people to use your digital store but you're not guaranteeing them the security of having those games like that's imagine if you bought a CD and one day a Sony rep came up and and just took the CD off you and walked away. And you went, oh, wait, wait, come, come back, come back. That's, that's mine. I bet, I bet. Uh, it's gone. It's gone now. You change your username and your account. It's gone. That would oh, suck. Man. That would suck so much. I, I don't even know if they've implemented that yet. Or they're still the name change stuff. Yeah, if they're just waiting uh, or they're no, working on it more because of the backlash that they had. But maybe it was just rumors or just a beta thing. Yeah, I think it was a beta thing. Um, Jim Ryan is an interesting choice. Obviously, leading PlayStation in Europe. Uh, and where PlayStation has pretty much dominated the game gaming space. Uh, he has unfortunately made some bad remarks in the past. Uh, specifically, p- what people have brought up is uh, his remarks about Blackwood's compatibility and saying Ooh, that nobody really that's, wants that's it. That's worrying. That's worrying. Nobody wants to play those PS2, PlayStation 1 games. Look how terrible they look. <laughs> Everybody's and then, like, can we please play our PlayStation And then, on the other hand, oh, come buy these PlayStation 2, PlayStation games on the PlayStation. You know what's ridiculous is that... PlayStation is play, the PlayStation 2 is like a console that in 2019 people still can't get rid of. Like <laughs> they they like in 2019 if you want to be able to play your PlayStation 2 games, you still can't get rid of that console because you can't play the majority of those games anywhere else. That's true. It's like come so, on. Well, PlayStation now. Well, we can't. Oh, well, <laughs> can we? I don't know. I haven't seen their library because they're not here yet, but oh. obviously that is their catch-all solution for the future, I'd imagine. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's you also- can't play your a bunch of your Super Nintendo games anyway, unless you've got a Super Nintendo. I never had a Super Nintendo, so I don't give a fuck. Uh, if you had a... You can't play Wii games anymore on your Switch. <laughs> Ew! <anymore. laughs> Ew. <laughs> You're the uh, one who bought a Wii. I did buy a Wii, and it was a bad yeah. idea. I specifically asked for it, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I chose a Wii over yep. at Xbox when I was like, whenever it came out, like 20, 2006, 2007. Yeah, yeah. so no complaining. Uh, <laughs> Sean Layden's been doing a bunch of rounds with a bunch of like a couple of interviews this week. Uh, one I want the point I want to focus on is he's sort of come out and said why Sony isn't going to be at uh, E3 this year. Uh, pretty much. When we decided to take video games out of CES back in 1995 during the PlayStation 1 era, E3 serviced two constituencies, retailers and journalists. Retailers would have come in, 
You'd see a guy come in and he'd say, I'm from Sears and handle Hot Wheels, Barbies, VHS and video games. So what are you about? There was a huge educational component. Then you had journalists who had magazines and lead times and jockeying for position on the cover. And there was no internet to speak of. So a trade show at that time of year at this nascent industry was exactly what we needed to do. Now we have an event in February called Destination PlayStation, where we bring all retailers and third-party partners to come hear the story for that year. They're making purchasing discussions in February. June is now just too late to have a Christmas holiday discussion with retailers. So if retail has really dropped off and journalists now with the internet and the fact that 24-7 there's game news, it's lost its impact around that. So the trade show became a trade show without a lot of trade activity. The world has changed, but E3 hasn't necessarily changed with it. And with our decision to do fewer games, but bigger games, over longer periods of times, we got to a point where June of 2019 was not a time for us to have a new thing to say. And when we feel like if we ring the bell and people show up here in force, people have expectations, oh, there's really going to be something there for us. Uh, Do you believe that's fair? So I think PlayStation is such a unique position they have rode the hype train of the PS4. They've had such good years with the PS4 and such yep. good years with E3. Like just the the three years in a row that were just were outstanding showcases where they had content to present. That's got to come to an end at some point. Like there's no yep. way you can sustain that level of hype and that level of production of those exclusive games that you can do this. And I think... Sony's got to the point where they're realizing that 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 downhill slope of that hype is coming down, is starting to go. And it's a really smart decision by them to kind of cut it off now at the pass and be like, not going to be there because we don't want to go there. And Sony fans or gaming fans in general have come to expect if Sony turns up at PlayStation, they're going to have this amazing show. And yep. that bit them in the ass with the the Last of Us two last thing year. they, they did event. last year, and it really hurt them. Like just how poor that showing really was. Where yeah, it was poor, poor in terms it was just of didn't live up to expectations. Exactly, even though they said exactly what they were doing. Yes, exactly. But poor in terms <laughs> of PlayStation in the past, and this is where having so many years of hype comes to bite you in the butt. Just a bit, because all of a sudden, your fans come to expect a level of excellence, and what you're doing is still really good, but it's not that same level. And and gaming fans are just, sometimes, collectively, are idiots. Just collectively, yeah. we are just not, like, we just get in our own heads, we get hyped about things, get excited, and then when... The expectations that we've set ourselves are not met by the people, by the companies. It, it ends badly for the company. So I think this is a smart decision, but also I do think they're missing out by doing this. I think in this year where, you know, this could be a pivotal year for consoles as in general, like the console industry, I expect yep. Microsoft to come out now at E3 and do something big. Like, do something absolutely massive. Because they've got the floor to themselves. Like, like they've got the stage is theirs. Like, you go do what you want to do with E3. You don't have PlayStation there to contend with. Go go smash it out of the park. And, and having yeah. that much publicity, having that much focus publicity, as long as you harness it well and you don't make a shambles out of it, 
is going to go. It should go really well for you, and I I don't think that is entirely. I think PlayStation's accepting that, but I don't think they should accept that. Yeah, I definitely feel like PlayStation's made the right move. Obviously, I feel like I think they said it's just a matter of timing that the games in development are not at a right point where it made sense for them to show anything off. Otherwise, it would just be updates, and we all know how well that went for EA for those number of years where they just showed yeah. nothing but updates for stuff. Um, yeah, I guess Xbox has been giving a big, a big opportunity, but you got to remember PlayStation's like way in the lead in this generation, unless Xbox comes out and announces the next generation, uh, console at E3, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference. I mean, they are catching up slowly and surely that's because everybody's already got PlayStation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Sean Layden also touched on the point that the show itself has sort of become unfocused. Whereas it once it's, was an it's industry very event, all over it's the become place. it's very become more like yeah. They've it's stuck in the middle to, between a trade show and a fan event. It 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 often feels like they have turned it into a fan event without changing the content of what's happening on the show floor. Yeah. Like they haven't they haven't they haven't pivoted it into something like a PAX or pivoted it into a convention of sorts. They've they've kept it as a hey devs come show off all your games, but it's like hey media people come look at these games, but you're going to have to be dodging the public because the public yeah. will be here. And that's that that that's like a detraction for for media representatives to come out, there's a detraction for devs to come out because they don't like they might not be ready to have a public viewing of this game but they might have to be prepared to sit down with media and and give better coverage give that you know those one-on-one kind of sit downs and talk through the game show the devs passion for the game with a media representative they might not have those opportunities anymore as regularly but do does PlayStation need to do that like on a live stage they've got their own YouTube channel they've got a team that does I, I like this, different things they can there's something about the live stage that makes it more special though like there's yeah. a difference between the level of a nintendo direct and a level of a playstation stage show like i just think there's something more special about those because they're not that regular like you get yeah. three, four, five directs a year sometimes. Like, but the the stage shows one or two a year tops. And and the way PlayStation is doing them now is they're not two of the same show or three of the same show anymore. They're trying to differentiate yeah. them. Um, and I, I like that. I think it's something really good to see. So you don't think Sony should head down the directs direction? I don't believe so. They might do, and they might see it, but I think. Nintendo have found their niche by doing it. Nintendo have learned that they can't play ball doing the same things that Microsoft and X that Microsoft and Place and Sony can do. Um, but I don't think that should mean that Sony should follow that same path. Um, I still think Sony have some great personalities that those personalities really come through on that stage show, and I think PlayStation fans better connect with those people and those faces of the company through those shows. Uh, do you think the, 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 there should be any concern that Sony doesn't have anything? At the I don't moment, think or? there should be a concern. I don't think so. I just think it's just the matter. It's just the... I think it shows that PlayStation don't want to lead you on. That PlayStation don't want to take their fans on a ride 
that they can't provide for. They don't want to be like, hey guys, here's Death Stranding again. We don't know when that's coming out. Um, they don't want to show a bunch of stuff that they can't back up. Because that's the number one question of all these events when they do happen is, so when's that coming out? Why aren't you giving us a date? Oh, you're gonna, yeah. you know, you're gonna give us a date preemptively and then have to push that back two or three times. Oh no! And then we hate that, and it's in a, it's in a lose lose situation. But I think Sony's playing it smart. I think if they do this for a if they don't show up in 2020, then I'd get worried. Yeah. If they don't have do anything th- to show 2020, I think they get worried. Do you think they're back 20? 20- the thing I don't know if they come back to E3. Or if they book out a theater in the area of E3 and do one during that time period. Is it just reliant on what PS5 looks like or when it's dropping? Definitely. It's 100% on what the PS5 looks like, what exclusives they have, well, what games they have in development for the PS5, um, and how far along the PS5's production process they are at the time. And I wouldn't even I don't think we've heard- I don't think we've heard your thoughts on PS5. When's when's it coming? I don't think I think 2020 minimum is just the I don't think Early, it'll be late mid uh late late 2020. Okay. Late 2020 and that's kind of I think that's even going like that's kind of pushing it. Like even if they announce it E3 2020, like I could even see them not doing anything E3 2020 but doing an event later on in 2020 and be like, this is our PS5 launch event. But uh, it's going to still take four, five, six months after that to get the PS5. Uh, Also sort of rolling out of this interview, the news, uh, Sean Layton specifically said that Sony Interactive World Studios is open for business when it comes to cross-play between PS4 and other consoles. Uh, He says, people keep saying, why don't Sony allow more people to have it? Uh, all it takes is for publishers and developers who wish to permission it as ever, as ever, just work with your PlayStation accounts manager and they will walk you through the steps that we've been learned through our partnership with Epic on how this works. I don't believe right now there is any gating factor on that. I think we're open to making all proposals. We're, they're open to make all proposals because the Fortnite thing worked out pretty well. Uh, a lot of developers have come out and said, no, that's not true. Uh, speak for the, <laughs> uh, Finn Price, the CEO of Chucklefish, who just published uh, the Advance Wars-inspired hit Wargroove, said, We made many requests for crossplay, both through our account manager and directly with their higher-ups, all the way up until release month. We were told in no uncertain terms that it was not going to happen. Uh, also, I believe High res Studios, the guys behind Smite, Paladins, Realm Royale, also said they had had a similar experience. Uh, it seems like the only games that have got crossplay at the moment are Fortnite and Rocket League. Well, it's true. I think it has to be AAA titles. I think that's the little kind. Yeah. I think that's the little uh, kind of caveat to what Sony's going to play ball with. I think Sony got themselves stuck in a pretty shitty corner with the whole Fortnite debacle because. Epic and the community drove them to the point where they had to cave and they had to give in and give them and give Fortnite. And Sony's now in damage control from that situation where they're like, all right, we need to spin this as if we've learnt our lesson. We need to spin this and say, oh, it's worked out really well with Fortnite. We'll let other people do it, guys. Just go on through and talk to us. And But they never say, 
it sounds like it's a approval process that is going to have to be undertaken. And I don't think studios that don't have either a guaranteed market on the PlayStation or have some kind of backing for themselves is going to get the cross-platform with PlayStation. I think Microsoft's super open to it. I think Switch is super open to it. But Sony's is, we're open to it, so the public thinks we're open to it. But really, you need to convince us to do it. Uh, I just, I feel like the cross-play thing went silent after they said they were going to go for They were going to give Fortnite it, and then they were going to give Rocket League, and there was just no interest. So what obligation do they feel if there's nobody using it to do it? You know, he, speci- he even says in the interview there was a number. The actual numbers are very, very, uh, not very big. Well, I'd like to understand how it works a little bit because the matchmaking for Rocket League is, and I don't know exactly for Fortnite, but the matchmaking for Rocket League is at random or at, you know, skill-based levels. So yeah. I guess they're saying the amount of people... <sighs> The amount of people who are partying up across Rocket League or across Fortnite is low, but from... Well, I from- guess you have to enable an option to be cr- cross-play with Do other- you? Oh, okay. because I know sure. it depends on... I know on, like, the normal, like, Rocket League, it's just as default is cross-played uh, between PlayStation and PC, it always was. And I know Fortnite has to be a bit weird because PC gamers just have such yeah. an advantage compared to you console can't. gamers yeah. that... And, and the fact that, you know, console gamers runs on an aim assist system that isn't a part of the, you know, it's like Overwatch will never go cross-platform com- cross, um, because, hey, I managed to stuff Overwatch in this conversation. Hell yeah. Um, of course you do. Like, because Overwatch on, and I don't know if this is widely known knowledge for many people, but the, the settings and the character, like, um, stats on the console version of Overwatch are different to the PC version of Overwatch. Technically, <gasps> Overwatch is a different game on console because some characters would just be way broken on console compared to PC just because of using a controller compared to using a mouse um, and keyboard. Um, so, like, Overwatch will never get that... Cro- like, I think if Overwatch wanted to do it, Overwatch could do it. Blizzard could get it done. I'd even find it interesting, if, say, if they did it for Diablo. If, Diab- if like, Diablo 3... If they cared, if like it's in part of its lifespan still, they could make that cross compatible, and I think it would work fairly well. I mean, it's just interesting that it's brought up again. I guess it wasn't the best timing to be talking about. <laughs> no, crossplay again. Um, you don't, don't, don't bring it up in such a way that tries to make you seem like such a good guy and seem like you're. When there are people out there that can come up and say, "Wait a minute." That's not true. <laughs> like, yeah. when there are people in the world that can say that, that's you need to either run that by a PR person or get it vetted a little bit better. He also did bring up something that's interesting. He mentioned that it's not just a case of flipping a switch. Uh, when we did turn it on and light it up, we wanted to make sure we had thought through all the different ramifications of cross-play, cross-purchase, and cross-progress. Those are all three very discrete aspects of what crossplay is, and those are the decisions you make in provisioning those different pieces. Well, I don't think cross purchase is still a thing. Do you think it should be? I don't. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. If you buy something through, say, your Epic account, you should be able. So, to- if I buy something on my Xbox, I can play it on my PC. 
Like, like if I on for Xbox exclusives that work that way so far. But if it's an, no, epic- I'm thinking more of in-game credit. Oh, in-game credit. Yeah, definitely. I'm not thinking if I, I buy a game on if, Xbox, if, you should be able to play it on. If PS4. I have to sign in with an account for a game, so if I have to sign into a Fortnite account to play Fortnite with an Epic Games account, that account should work on everywhere I want to play Fortnite. Yeah. And everything that is connected to that account, whether that be skins, loot boxes, battle passes, credit, didgeridoos, whatever, should be connected. Like, that should be all across every single one. It's like going to an ATM using a different ATM and it's saying, you have zero money at this ATM. It's the same bank account, but yeah. zero money here. I mean, they do t- like charge you money to use the ATMs. So. Sure. Sure. If they want to put in something like that, <laughs> then sure. But like... If you want to access the account, we'll charge you 50 cents each time. What, no. Switch over from... That'd be fucking stupid. That'd be so <laughs> dumb. That'd be so dumb. Yeah, unless they, unless Fortnite topic. was to go through the hassle of like bringing in separate versions of currencies for separate consoles, and they had like exchange rates, but that sounds complicated as fuck. Uh, so if you just happen to actually bump your PlayStation Three and turn it on, you might have noticed that it just had a brand new firmware update. Uh, sure, it just merely improves the quality of the system performance. But this is a platform that's uh, over a dozen years old and is finally is continuing to get updated. I thought Why? That was like, I kind of get it. That's a good question. I can't, unless there is, I guess the only thing that makes them do it is the PlayStation Network forces yeah. them to do it. Because if there is a security loophole in the PS3's network or infrastructure, then that would affect your PS4 and then that's bad. So, I, I understand why they're still doing it, idiots. Too, well, I guess it is interesting. This is the last, obviously, the last month the PS3 games will be included in PS Plus. Mm-hmm. So, whether it had something to do with that. Uh, also interesting, the last time that the PS3 was updated was back in October when it was patched to remove the PS3 exploit, which was a homebrew system to allow, which allowed users to access parts of the console they weren't normally allowed to. Yeah. So... Whether that's a constant thing they're going to have to do just to stop people hacking it for some reason, whether why they want to keep doing that, I'm not sure. But just for uh, visuals, like so, it seems like their their consoles they're not hackable. You can't do any, can't get into them or whatever. But uh, interesting that it's still being supported as long as it's plugged in and you know on. My PS3 is still gathering dust. I'm not. Is it? Is it? It's just sitting on the. Just sitting it's there. Just sitting there. Should you use it as like Haven't a fo- it as like a nice paperweight or a doorstop? I mean, I mean, te- no, no. I've got it in my room at the moment because I had to make room so I could fit my PS3. <laughs> <VR. laughs> had to be <laughs> so it's because it was in the way. Hilarious. Yeah, it was in the way. All right, uh, let's move into hashtag every trophy counts. I know neither of us are big trophy hunters, but uh, speak for yourself, feels- Ashley Hobley. Yeah, how many platinum trophies you got this year? Uh, next question. How many trophies have you gotten this year? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> How many PlayStation games have you played this year? One. Okay, great trophy hunting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so the Metro trophy list, it is one platinum trophy, three gold trophies, six silvers, and 40 bronzes. 
uh, from what I can gather, it seems a pretty standard uh, Metro game. Uh, lots of pretty much just using different guns and that sort of thing, leveling up, uh, obviously completing story missions. The only difficult thing is you have to finish it on uh, the hardest difficulty, I believe, the Ranger difficulty. So, you know, if you want to get into Metro and get that Platinum, better start on that difficulty. I don't know, seems... I'm sure Dylan would have said something more interesting. Probably. He, no one's he, got one of them Platinums yet, but yeah. No. Are you, are you playing Metro? No, I'm not playing Metro. It's a bit spoopy, isn't it? It's a bit, it's a bit yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah I don't... Yeah. But yeah, if I did, don't. it would be on the Epic Store. No. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No. Uh, then you got Far Cry New Dawn. It, it has got one Platinum, two Golds, ten Silvers, and 38 Bronzes. Again, pretty much a pretty standard Actually, Far Cry. Actually, we'll say there's a really fucking cool tr- trophy in this game uh, that I watched yeah. a trophy guide for where you have to uh, find Sam Fisher's like costume and everything in a crash plane. That was the oh, plane cool. from Splinter Cell Black's, Black Cell or Blacklist. Blacklist, Splinter Cell Blacklist. That was the thing. You had to find his suit uh, and you could find little notes around it and and the notes then go to like specify that he's like meeting up with division agents and there's some abstergo stuff i really enjoy ubisoft's like overall like universe it's pretty cool it's pretty the paladin secret there it is it's a yeah it's a secret it's really cool interesting yeah i got you are we going to get a ubisoft crossover maybe it could be and like it could all be leading up to like the avengers assemble you've got like yeah sam fisher you've got like Ezio Alditori from the past like kind of time jumps <laughs> and it's like amazing um you've got somebody else that matters in the ubisoft world you've got rayman rayman rayman's gonna the be rabbits. there with his floaty hands and there's gonna be so trippy about floating hands and then the enemy steps out of the portal, the rabbits. Oh, yes. Just <laughs> bloody murder. Just bloody like murder. Full, like M- <laughs> oh. full MA15 plus. Oh. And then like the, the at the last moment in the in the moment of dire need in the Ubisoft universe, Mario flies out of nowhere and stomps oh. on the rabbit. With Star Fox, yeah. With Star Fox <laughs> and, and Waluigi. And the crowd goes wild. Yep. The, the crossover we never knew we wanted. Exactly. Until now on a PlayStation podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Anthem trophies are ours. They are one... People's be platinum. playing it. Yeah, they are, people are playing it. Apparently people are already at the end game, which yeah. is Yeah, well, it's normal. Concerning. I'm not... I'm No, I'm not surprised. Not at all. Yeah, I guess it's less than like 24 hours, so... Like people, people are have just been sitting there playing straight. People have just been grinding out. Like it's the same with I'm no I'm never I'm I'd be surprised if World of Warcraft is the only one that I'm kind no I'm not actually um, any of these kind of multi- mass multiplayer games. People are gonna be there the moment the server opens till the moment they reach level cap within the first day or two. Like it's yep. what is the interesting part for this will be. In the next week, if we hear people start complaining about the lack of endgame content, if we start hearing about that, then there's problems for Anthem. Oh no, you people who played the game 24 hours straight and got to the endgame before anybody else because of this stupid- Which is the normal argument. It's the normal (laughs) argument where you're like, the developer's like, guys, we we built this with you not doing this in mind. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, it's one platinum, two golds, 11 silvers, and 33 bronzes. It seems just to be finish the story, do a bunch, do all the challenges, unlock, find everything, every collectible, that sort of thing. So, I guess not too difficult. Uh, it doesn't seem to be much multiplayer or any multiplayer trophies. So, that's that's probably a good that's thing. pretty good. I think it's good. I don't. Is it even PvP in this? I, uh, I haven't heard if much of it. I've heard. There will be eventually. There will if be. If it's not in yeah. now, there will be. There might just be like everybody play through the story, play through the PVE, and then we'll start releasing that crap later. Yeah. And then final one, Jump Force. Woo! Also got a platinum. One platinum, two golds, 11 silvers, 36 is bronze. Uh, seems to be just play through the story mode, clear a bunch of different missions in all the difficulty, uh, in all the difficulties. Then just level up all your bunch of fighters and stuff, I guess. Uh, you do have to play 100 matches online. Okay, yeah, it's not bad. Actually, it specifically a- says fought other players online 100 times. Yeah. So that means 100 different players? No, just no, other players, just I'm guessing. Just I'm just, as long as, as long as the online system works, is functional, and it's not a shitty queuing system, then you should be fine. I don't think that's too hard for anybody who's playing this game. 100 matches shouldn't be that long. Also, I want to point out, looking at this artwork for this, they've, they've used the same thumbnail for multiple trophies. I don't like oh, that. God. Oh, no. That's an oversight. That's just... Look, there's like four no- of Go- Super Saiyan Goku in a row. We will not stand for this here on Platinum on. Explosion. Hashtag every trophy counts. If you are going to make trophies in your game... Do that extra. Make a different thumbnail for each one. You've got all these anime characters. Just have them have a You've different pose. You've got great Look anime characters. You know, Ridiculous. just if you need to... Like Super Saiyan, Goku, many Super Saiyan forms. Maybe you're like, sorry, we only put Super Saiyan in this game. We can't display the others. Maybe just, you know, work it out. Work oh. it out. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Fucking... It's just uh, not good yeah, enough. So that brings us to the end of this episode of... Oh. Platinum explosion. Plat platinum Kira. couch. No. Arcade explosion. explosion. We just sit on explosions over here at this show. We just sit on No, I just thought I thought you sit on trophies. That too. Uh, <laughs> Kieran, where can people find you on the internet? People internets? can find me at at your boy Ringo on Twitter and uh all the a lot fair, a fair bit of time at twitch.tv slash explosion network. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. You can follow the show on Twitter at Platt Podcast. Uh, don't forget to give the show a rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Or if you don't like those services, you know, just word of mouth is always helpful. Just let a friend know. Just uh, send them a personal PlayStation message. Throw, throw a stone sure- with a piece of paper at them saying, listen yeah. to this podcast. Aim for the eyes, so they, they their ears still work. They don't need their eyes for this podcast at all. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you can join us on do- Discord to chat about games and, and send in your questions and topics for the show over at explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. Of course, this is a product of the Explosion Network, of which you can find many more shows, articles, news, reviews, and more at explosionnetwork.com. And you can follow the Explosion Network at Twitter at explosionpods. All right, until next week, this has been Platinum Explosion, episode 98. Uh, Keep playing in them games, I guess. Blinging and stuff and things. Yeah, I can't remember how he ends the shows. He, okay.
tremendous looking trophy.